0: Hello, and welcome to the Two Ball Brothers on a Microphone podcast. This is your host, Danny Ryan, here with my co-host, Hey, Tommy Ryan. Hey, Tommy Ryan. What's good? You, what good. What you drinking this morning?
1: Oh, uh, drinking a flat white with coconut milk. It's good.
0: <laughs> Very Caffeine good. warning. Yes. Caffeine warning. Well, I'm just having my normal, uh, what is it, Death Wish coffee uh, here. That's that pretty was, nice. It is. Yeah, it is. yeah. yeah so, it's pretty bold. Yeah, absolutely. So this is... Um, the, I, this has turned into a three-part series on the Yoast training okay. that I've done, and um, I appreciate you sort of giving me the opportunity to vocalize some of the things that I've learned going mm-hmm. through the training. And like anything, like um, you know, I, I ended up uh, again taking the um, the courseware. They've got a num- number of courses that you can take, specifically on SEO, mm-hmm. and um, and I've gone through all of them except for the. Um, what is it? The language one. So foreign language one. So for marking up for different languages, which okay. I'm not sure if I'm ev- I'm yeah, if I'm going to take sure. that one. Um, I might. Uh, and then they have a technical one, which I started. And the first part of it's a lot of like repeat stuff and other start- stuff. I just know from building web stuff right. uh, what HTTP is, you know, like all the basics of uh, mm-hmm. Website and those right, types of things. Right. I'll go through that one and finish that one off, but I don't know if I'll uh, how many um, sort of takeaways I'll have from that. Maybe I will. Um, so I wanted to. Last time we got together, we were talking about search intent and the different categories of search intent and how we can create content based upon what the what they're trying to do. What is that? You know, are they? Just trying to find what our website is are they looking for information on something do they have are they comparing different options that are out there or are they showing up to buy something and so um, we're really thinking about that and thinking about what's um, our content and re- making it easy for people to to find content and what I did this week, and um, so day, uh, just to let you guys know, we have today uh, daily we have a stand-up, a marketing and sales stand-up where we get together, we talk about, it's a scrum thing where you talk about what you did the last 24 hours, what you're going to do in the next 24 hours, and any impediments or things that are getting in your way. And yesterday I did a little, um, what I'll classify as a proof of concept around reorganizing all of our content. Okay. And um, what I wanted to do was uh, to take, um, take some of the things that I learned in the class and try to apply them to our, our site. And so there were a lot of things going through this process that, that I learned, and there are some things that are takeaways for me from going through this process. So I wanted to talk that through with you and share um, some of this. isn't you know, a bit on the, the technical side, but it's fine, just sort of how did I do it and what was I trying to do. Um so what uh let me describe where we are today. You know, today we've got um our we've got a, uh between seven hundred to eight hundred blog posts on okay. our website.
1: Nice.
0: Um and that's great. So the the content we've been doing this over the last ten or so years. Um there are certain um there's certain types of uh there's certain you know topics that we cover pretty heavily. And um and what I did was I looked at, uh, what are we using for tags? And I've never, one of the things that they have in the, in the, um, the course is not just going out and creating content. It's also going back and looking at content and a little bit of, you know, pruning of content mm-hmm. and curating, like, curating, you know, saying maybe, maybe this one, you know, one of the big things that I think I got out of this was, uh, I'm now allowing people to, if for their one, um, update for the quarter the one marketing thing is they can go back and update a previous blog post i was having people nice. create, always create new content but maybe there's pieces of content that are out there that they just need to do an update You're right um and so it, especially in the world of office 365 you know the way you did it previously might not be the way you know the way you did it a year ago might not be the way you do it now right, right. um and especially for the, the pieces of content that are really popular ones. So that's what I ended up doing was I did a little bit, a little bit of an analysis on um, what was everybody's most popular blog post and then take a look at it and see if that could use an update. And uh, shared that with I think with the um, at our company meeting and saying you know what this quarter why don't we focus in on updating some of the content so that was something that's important that came out of this so yesterday's proof of concept sort of getting back to that was we have over 360 tags um, right now okay. and so what that what um, what that means is you know for about you know between 700 to 800 pieces of content and over. Three hundred, I think it was three hundred sixty-four tags. Is we're using tags extensively, but we're you know we're probably using we're um, we're creating too many tags essentially. And so part of what uh, the goal was uh, was um, yesterday was to take a look at and can we take some of those tags and instead of having them so fine grain. Um, maybe group them together, maybe look at them and and merge some of them together, Um, maybe look at it uh, where I'm not using so many tags, take a look at the tags that maybe I only have one or two or three posts that are marked with them, and start to pull things together. And so that was what I was, you know, it was part of the exercise yesterday. And I, I sort of challenged myself, you know, with this, you can go from like one extreme to the other. Right. And yesterday my, my extreme was like, what, what happens if I really just, if I took all 360 of those and compacted them down to 12. Right. And said, you know what, each there, there's 12 different topics. (laughs) These are the 12 things that we, uh, that we write about. And so that was my challenge for yesterday. And so that, that that was what I was going after. So like for instance, I'll take an example of some easy ones. Like we have a lot of blog posts that are written about um, Angular. So that Angular is a technology that we would use for, particularly for, you know, development purposes, we would use Angular. So for that one, I would notice like there were maybe four tags that might I w- at one point in time I was just I was doing tags on Angular 2. And so for this, it's like, you know, I don't really need to get yeah, that SharePoint
1: granular. 2013, yeah. SharePoint 2016. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: And, and so really we're writing, that, you know, it, there was a way for me to go. The, the easy ones were where I was merging together things that were similar enough that there wasn't enough benefit of breaking them out into separate tags. Right.
1: I mean, from what I heard you say the other day, and I don't know if this is – um where you want to go or if if this is convention for um, thinking about tags versus categories. Mm -hmm. Um, I heard from you that categories are what you really want to be known for, what you want to show up inside of search. Mm -hmm. Um, So you have enough strength of kind of content and focus around that category. Mm -hmm. And then I look at tags and maybe this is, makes sense, or maybe it doesn't. I look at tags as that second level down from categories that is more refinement, Mm -hmm. that if I find in this category, there are 100 blogs, how do I further refine and get to what I'm looking for within that category? Is thats that...
0: it is how you use tags high, or so sometimes funny. you don't
1: use tags at all you just yeah. say don't use tags just go straight categories
0: yep. you can go one way or the other <laughs> mm-hmm. um really the, the difference between categories and tags from an implementation standpoint is cata- categories can be hierarchical so you, mm-hmm. can, you can put them underneath a hierarchy if you want okay. to tags or not tags are flat um yep the the so i've listened to plenty of uh, talking about youtube just P- plenty of people, different people's um take on this. And the benefit of this is not just gonna be on our website. I'm all this this is going to I'm gonna be able to uh, also apply this to intranet. So how right. people are you know there's sure. a, there's Definitely. overlap with how are we um yeah. how do you use a taxonomy this. versus a tax- folks
1: folksonomy. Yeah. 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 Um
0: and uh so the you can you can rely on one or the other or you can you not you can not use one or the other as well um so the the analogy that worked best when sort of going through them all is think of this as um think of this as a, a your content like a book and the table of contents is the categories okay and and the index that's your tags right so like for instance you want to you wanted to so of all your sort of corpus of information that you have um, you want to sort of think of the, the chapters of the book as being your categories. And you want to think, do I want to go to a very specific, you know, if you're reading a book, you wanted to jump to where this, you know, if it's a technology book, where this certain type of technology is talked about in this book. Well, you can jump to the index and you can see it's talked about on page 4, 8, and 37. So that helped, I think, for me. So, and you can people think different ways and sometimes people want to jump right to it. Sometimes like for us, Google is trying to figure out what are you, what's your content all about? And so it's trying to understand what are the chapters of your book <laughs> what and what's the name of your mm-hmm. book? What mm-hmm. do you, what do you know the most about? What is, what is it all about? And so for us, it's sort of thinking and part of this exercise is sort of looking at all the content that we have and then, there is the strategy within, or there's within SEO. There's, and I've talked to other people, talked to you guys about this, where you have the head keywords, right? Like, what are the things? Like, when you think of three will, that are the ones that really we have uh, the most knowledge about, and so those could be things like the the head keyword for, could be office three sixty five, and would so, that be a category?
1: Is it, your head keyword? get mapped to a category or can it it can Mm -hmm.
0: and um like for us i could see it uh be more about um i could see the overall like our blog could be like if, uh, if if the corpus of our information is all about typically about this one subject it might be good to call it that so we might have like we could call our blog the office 365 blog so so because within all of that we're typically you know very often talking about our information is about office 365 and there's um but then really what do we within office 365 what are we putting content out about are we um what what i end up finding that was like when i went to those dozen categories is that we were we're putting out content about office 365 best practices Right. So like how, how like how do you what's the what's the right way of doing this, <laughs> and so for us a head keyword could be and and part of this the this whole um, research is seeing like what are people out there searching for because you got to get into the mind of what keywords do they use so that you can connect yourself up to those keywords so are we um, so my, as people often if I look and go look at the history people will be searching for Office 365 best practices and then. What happens is is if we use that as a, as a as a category, and then we classify our content as being, this is an article about Office three sixty five best practices, And we have a hundred pieces of content about that, okay? All of those different, uh, the way that WordPress is set up is all of the different, Uh, articles that you write about a certain category all point back to what they call an archive page and so this helps Google like if you have a hundred pages pointing at this one page Google will say that one page is pretty darn important Mm -hmm. but nobody else is you know and then so it's sort of how it you create a site hierarchy within your uh, website is and and that's where it becomes cornerstone content that's where like let's that that's where you want to look at that page and there's like default, you know out of the box wordpress creates these archive pages which is typically just the collection of articles that are written about that category but one of the things that yoast goes into is like creating a guide for that, which gets into the cornerstone content where it's more than just, I've written a hundred different articles about Office 365 best practices, but I have like my, my um, that page has like a, here's what you need to know about uh, best practices and has more content. It's actually a, a very highly optimized page itself. Mm-hmm. So you can go that route. The, the thing where I'm a little confused is I, I know I can go that route and I can customize the, the, the category page. But then also within Yoast, you can create an article that is classified as cornerstone content. And then I think you need to manually go in and point all of those pages mm-hmm. back to that page to say, hey, right. this, is the, this is really the authoritative This is where you subject. start. yeah mm-hmm. So, so here's, this is where it plays into what um, our issue is today so that really why i'm getting into this and really why i i'm doing taking all these courses and the overarching goal for me is that we're i'm going to take jive migrations as an example and there are other companies that are there's uh, one or two other companies that have been able to rank higher than us in this and it is i believe it's because we're competing with ourselves we have probably 40 different pieces of content on our website that is about Jive migrations. And Google can't figure out which one, do, like what's, it, the, it authoritative will, what's one? the authoritative one. And right now it's it switches back and forth, like which one shows up as the highest one based upon what, I, what my specific keywords are. But I want to have one that is the authoritative sort, source. So I want to have a guide that sort of is the place that, i'm telling google when people are searching for this this is my content that i want them first to show up to and then they can go look at other things so show in, in other words i want to send them to this chapter of the book so that they can go you know, start here and go get more information about that thing so right now like for instance the it may be depending on the search it may be the the article that we wrote the first article that pete wrote about migrating you know you know, the one that was done, you know, four or five years ago, because it's been around so long, and people go and read mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. and or it might revise be, that one. Yeah, yeah, and we can revise that one. And if that's our cornerstone content, then that's fine. But that right now, that's just one piece of many pieces of content for us. The. Um, right now the the costs one so i we did an article probably a year ago is starting to show up as the one showing up so in other words i have um i'm competing with myself right now and it's not what i want to do is get to the point where i'm able to tell google hey when when some this is a really this is this is what i want people to go to when mm-hmm. they're searching for jive migrations mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They, i don't want to send them a one piece because the issue is, is like for instance like right now if they if they show up to the cost page they will show up to that page that's good <laughs> number one, but they they don't have an index they don't have like
1: know where to go from there
0: where do i go from there like what what's the what's what do i um what what's really the call to action for them because they could go read that article and then they're gone Uh, But I haven't given them sort of an overview or I at the end of that article, I want to point them to even if they come in to that article by using um, like a long tail keyword where they search for what are the costs of a Jive migration, they go to that cost page. And then I want to pull them into they read that page and then I want to pull them back into our guide that sort of Mm -hmm. has the overarching makes a lot of sense. Um so the so just the, the structure is really you know what your structure is important and being able to set this up in the proper way. You can, I'm sorry, we're going. Oh, we're good. Okay. So um so that's the idea uh behind um you know why are we doing this and why are we creating cornerstone content. So what I did yesterday sort of get back into that is I ended up uh, word love WordPress because there's like free plugins for everything. Um, But I went through the whole process of simplifying all of the tags down to a dozen. I just basically challenged myself. And I said, the reason why I wanted to do that is because I wanted to understand what are the dozen topics that I would sort of ball us into (laughs) and what do I, you know, so that helped me out with maybe, um, you know, what are the high level chapters in our book? And I did that. I used uh, there's a term management tools that I have to um, to to do this. There were a couple of plugins. There was a bulk move tool that I used to convert. You know, actually, use the term management tools to merge them together. Mm-hmm. So what um, when you're doing all of this? And right now, I have Yoast is not um, Yoast it does a no index on our tag archive pages. Uh, which I will, is part of this is like, you can tell Google not to index a, a, a tag okay. archive page. Okay. Right now, the way it's set up by default is uh, is category pages are indexed by Google. Uh, tag pages are not indexed by Google. Because think of this, this is like 360 extra pages on your website that Google will put out there, which can be good or bad. Like if you really, if you want them to show up there, that's good, but I just noticed, and this wasn't anything where I set it up. I noticed by default, Yoast had that turned off. So it seemed no like a, it
1: seemed to be a best practice. Seemed to
0: be a best practice that yeah, you because know, I'm sure by default everybody's doing what I'm doing, which is they're creating like you know, um, for every uh, there's a new like for us it would be like every uh, new two pages that we put out on our website there's a new tag. And so as you can, as you look at this over time, the number of pages just will grow and grow and grow. And is that really things you want Google to be indexing? And does it create more confusion than it does clarity to Google about what's your important content on your site? Okay. Because they're just new pages on your site. Um, So, yada. So I might change this around if I go for it. Our tag pages might be something that I do want Google to index Mm -hmm. based upon what our tags are going to end up being. Because there'll be fewer. There won't be 360. There might be 12. There'll be fewer and they will be important. And I might even customize those pages to be more like um, guides to create them more like their cornerstone content for us. So that when you go to... So um, the tag archive or the category archive Mm -hmm.
1: page would have some curation of what you want the beginning of it to look like. And then maybe all the referenced pages they can scroll through because yep. you've kind of landed them in the area you want
0: them to kind of explore the yep. content yep and this gets into some cool stuff because that and that page really what that page is doing is is it's giving um the archive page is showing you all the content and I, one of the nice things is i can customize what that page looks like and actually in actuality the way it's built by default is it shows you all of those pages one after another on a single page which is There's not like a, if you go to like our blog page, it's like Pinterest where you can see a high level overview of each of the pages. And one of the, um, the plugins that I use, you can actually switch out the default to be more like a Pinterest page than it is showing all of the pages, just sort of splatting out all the pages one Mm -hmm. after another, Mm -hmm. which is good. So that sort of gets into the idea of, you know, I searched, I went to, um, I found this article about Jive Costs. Uh, and then it, the category is Jive migrations. I click on Jive migrations, which is the which is the tag. It brings me to this page that says here's you know Jive, it has a high level. It's it's a it's a optimized page for Jive migrations. It has and then it also has it's if it's the guide, you're always trying to think about what is a conversion, which sort of gets us to the to the next piece of this, which um, uh, really is something that. Um, that just as the same way I've been trying to I've been competing with myself about content I've been competing with myself about conversions so the part of this the thought around here is what is a conversion for us on on, on the website and I've right now and I'll continue to use type migrations because this is one that's fully formed for us um there's a couple things we could classify as a conversion one is is we have a services page and it has it's a persuasive article about why you need to do this and at the end of it they provide their email and 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 they get what's called the jive migration pack and it and so it has information about you know what 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 do they need to know at this point in time about migrating then the other thing we have is the sizing tool right we've got a sizing tool that's out there so number one is that a conversion so do they download is, is do i want to call this in my marketing what i'm trying to get people to do mm-hmm. so that that's one thing we do the other is the ebook we have an ebook that is um people can download and they provide their email it's behind a soft paywall which is their e- they provide their email their name they download that ebook is that a conversion we have the sizing tool, which I mentioned earlier, you know, they're downloading that sizing tool. Then, um, you know, th- they provide their information, they get the sizing tool comes to them. Is that the conversion? Then we've talked about workshops, you know, is them registering for a workshop or doing something where they, um, you know, sign up for the workshop or, or, you know, reach out to do the work. So the issue with this is like, I need to be clear about, what I am trying what is a conversion for us on the website and I'm trying to think of this from a marketing standpoint of how do I get people where they're uh, where from a marketing to sales they're in a really good position to move forward and one of the things I was thinking about out of this is um, from back in the sales days you guys you create business cases and action plans and those types of, of things and really what I want from a marketing standpoint to move from marketing over to sales is for them to have a business case and for them to have an action plan. right? And so one of this is this, this sort of came from the sizing tool and thinking about what we commonly do, because I've got a, like an article on how to for Jive, how to write a business case for doing this. Mm mm-hmm. Is what if we could? What if the conversion was? You know, they're providing. Um, and yeah, I've I missed completely missed another one. We have a pre-migration questionnaire, right? i <laughs> will <laughs> come up with something new next week to sort of say what the conversion. You know, what what's it gonna- so d- you can see where I'm going with this. There's mm-hmm. too many different. I'm not clear about what am I trying Where's to the the path people? Yeah. What am I trying? What What is the what is uh, you know, how do I set them up for success? where they can move on, they can, you know, Jeff's interacting with them. They're in a good part, cause right. and I need to I need to be clear about that. I need to be, because if I'm not clear about yeah. it, they're not going to be seems clear like it. seems like what I've noticed is the, the
1: contact us has been a clearer, has been more of the handoff, right? Yeah. That we've got all these different avenues based on the type of person that's reaching out to us. To be able to interact with us, Mm -hmm. either downloading the sizing utility or the ebook, but where it becomes actionable and it gets converted over from a marketing to a sales, is usually through the better for worse. But it's the contact us because we we've got a person to talk to, and we feel that there's enough interest because they've done that yeah that they can have a conversation with someone mm-hmm. in sales and and and, and yeah. it could be there could be further quote processing of that mm-hmm. and guidance before it goes over to sales that is the pre-migration you know checklist that um it's qualified through that yeah. and they're prepared and ready to take the next step so it's accelerated when they get into that sales pipeline but um it seems like that's what what is our conversion
0: today it's that's that's um a great observation because mm-hmm. i think part of this as well as y- you know we've we've talked about um the different types of content and based upon where you are in that process you'll want to um you'll do different things so if you're in the research phase i might download the ebook right i'm i need know i need to do this sometime next year so I'm going to go see what three bull says about doing this. You're not, you don't need to talk to I don't want to talk to any. Don't, don't reach out to me. I just want to read your book and get ready for it. And so there's different, I, I do think there's different um, stages of this as well. Once you're ready to move. And this is, this is a part of, and maybe, maybe, um, maybe it is. There's, and, uh, there are multi, different people like to interact in different ways as well. Right. Um, I'll tell
1: you one thing, you know. Talking to Jeff about his conversations with new leads at our Jive um, migrations, he feels like a lot of times they're almost more educated about this Jive migration from our website than Jeff feels. You know, <laughs> so he, he, he feels like he's not working with someone that just haphazardly is contacting us and wants to talk. It's someone that is already, you know, educated themselves. Maybe they've downloaded the ebook. Maybe they've read five blog posts, yeah. and they've read the FAQ, and there, that is brought them to the point of saying, "I want to contact." Yeah. So I don't know what that is in the whole marketing world, but there's there are some pre-qualification or or preparation steps yeah. that enable someone to say I'm ready to contact you because I feel like um it's not a sales thing it's a I'm ready to take the next step yeah. towards yeah. this migration yeah. and uh, three has already been a partner with me before I even started that sales yeah. conversation
0: yeah and that's great i mean those that warms the it <laughs> calls my heart you <laughs> <to> hear that <laughs> I just know I can do it better, right? That's what yeah. we're driven by. I, yeah. like I know yeah. I can make this and, and better by better I mean it easier for people to find us and easier for people to learn what what they need to learn in order to be successful with doing right. this specific thing, you know, yep. helping them do this. Um and so, you know, that, that so there's part of this that might be you know one of the things that's coming out of this is do I really is what do I put behind a, a soft pay a paywall so a soft paywall for me is like a you're going to provide your oh, name yes. and email
1: yeah that's the currency
0: um and you know so there's some things where I'm thinking about like taking our ebooks and turning them into cornerstone content you know like do i do I really do you, at that phase in the game you know I, as you know i can I can tell certain things about what companies are coming to our website, you know, those Mm -hmm. types of things of knowing, do I really, do I, what's the benefit of locking it behind there as opposed to sharing it and making it indexable by Google and showing, you know, know something um, versus, you know, and it's a, it's a subtle balance. It's like a, it's a, it's a give and take type of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes, have, you know, what I want to do is I want to make sure that the, the part of this whole SEO thing is, is I want to sh- make sure I'm on the front page. I want to make sure, you know, that I'm findable. So right. if, that, if me locking that content behind a soft paywall is not making me findable, that's not good. And I want to show that I'm authoritative on this, on this, that, that you know, people, and you know, at, at different right. stages of the game, you're right. like, I don't want to provide my email quite yet. I want to right. research. So, someone I, uh, that
1: or, that downloads that that um, guide or mm-hmm. that um, ebook, they're they're not the same as someone that goes to the contact us. You know, they're someone that is in that research phase, yeah. and so yeah, does it make sense to put a soft paywall in front of that when? those email addresses that we get are not how we convert yeah. people. Yeah. Um, they are leads, and it's, a, it's probably a question of, is there more value in having that lead database versus more people finding that page yeah. and contacting us directly? And, you know, I don't know how you do an A-B test with that yeah. to know which one is more effective, but... Um, it's an interesting challenge to know which way to go.
0: Yeah, yeah. And right now, as it stands, as a one-man marketing team, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, when they download, when people download resources, we're all about small effective we're teams, teams at three. <laughs> <people>. um, <laughs> you know what I do is you know they do get into our yeah you know, I don't set up a particular nurture can- you know what a marketing person would say is right set like up a, a nurture yeah. drip, or drip campaign because. I know they're six months out. I'd love to do that. Would love to have, you know, I just haven't been able to do. uh, What I do is I just throw them into our, what they're going to get our monthly email. And there's Mm -hmm. pros and cons of that. Yeah, absolutely. I just, you know, they can unsubscribe. They're not interested. They'll keep it. Ideally, I'm doing a, a drip but this way they're in there at least so that they can, if they want to stay in touch with us and they might think, Oh, I get a monthly email from three. Well, I read their stuff. I know I want to do something six months from now. I'm just going to see what they're up to. What are they doing as a company? What are they, are they getting into different migration types or what are they doing? Yeah. So some people are fine with that.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: so, um, but yeah, it's thinking through, um, you know, I want to get maybe get a little bit back and we'll wrap this up here. Yeah um the one of the things that's coming out of this that i know i can do that i'm interested in seeing if there's a way for us to do this is um i feel like with the migrations we would be in a stronger position if they had a business case and by a business case i'm i'm talking about you know everybody comes to us and says what's the cost of doing this right everybody's like oh what you know how much does it cost what what, what is this going to cost um and we are not doing ourselves, you know, they've got to go and get a budget, secure a budget for doing these things. We, as part of this process and within marketing, I've got to position this as saying, what are the what are you getting out of doing this? And so is there a way for me to, let's take for instance, um, uh I'll continue on with jive migrations. Is there a way for me to create a form on this on the website that says create your business case here? Ask for um, 30 things that would have the most impact that they can find out, you know, that they can that they know about their um, Jive implementation that they can provide to us that would help us size it to a small, medium, large, extra large. And then out of that create a here are the benefits that you're going to you know. So they provide, they say and, and one of those questions might be, what do you what are you currently paying for job per month? Or something, some sort yeah. of you, you know, you need to create the business case. Yeah. You want help creating the business I, what's case? What's interesting is I
1: think a lot of the people that approach us already have their lightweight business case, which is consolidation and mm-hmm. I've decided I just need to go out there and find someone that can do it, and what's the cheapest way to get there? And because I, I think a lot of it is there's not higher purpose um, beyond consolidating, getting rid of the licensing. I mean, from for, the organizations yeah, I've seen yeah. and we've been exposed to, it's been a lot of Jive's not innovating anymore. We're paying double for collaboration. It, it's a no brainer. Let's let's get off. And then where it becomes difficult is. Some of the customers that have old Jive licensing, where you know they it's it's not costing them, you know, five hundred k a year. It's costing them more like a hundred to two hundred k. But they're a big organization. And then it becomes, yeah. okay, you have to have a higher purpose because it's not cost anymore. There's something more
0: than cost that yeah. that's going to have to drive this. And the the really the the benefit of doing that, there you know, is losing. The knowledge that they currently have in Jive and losing that corporate mm-hmm. IP—it's is, is mm-hmm. you know the the you have hard costs and soft costs and this I mean the soft costs and but how do you a uh, part of this is the challenge around how do you um, how do you put a dollar behind that? Yeah, yeah. Look <laughs> at all the content we have in old SharePoint
1: wikis and and what value do we put to that? Mm-hmm. I mean. Kind of tough. It's a tough equation, which it's, gets
0: us to why moving to modern pages, which will be a new service that I'm sure yeah <laughs> will be coming down the pipe. Too. Yeah, um, but yeah. So and a part of this is just trying is is maybe what can I do from a marketing standpoint to put Jeff in the in a really good position? And the the idea of a business case would be well, just make sure they have and it's just it's just in a simple document format or, or an email that has here's the benefits of doing this here's um some high level costs and you know, this is uh, what i would call it is a draft of a business case mm-hmm. but just something to here's a cost benefit and then a high level timeline so a draft of a timeline this is gonna is this gonna take you know two months six months two years uh well a extra large might take a whole year you know or two right. one to two years to do this. so so set some of those expectations and then what's the action like a high level action plan what this is from here you need to go download the jive sizing here's a list of things Mm -hmm. you need to do from here go do this you need to schedule your workshop you need to go do this and it's a list of things for people to go do from here and then that gets sent to them and then it also gets sent to jeff where jeff is able you know he sees somebody's got here's the plan from here well you right now know like this is a this is a good conversion because they've got a plan from here they know they've got a draft of and then jeff just takes that business case and brings it forward and says you know here let's keep this updated let's make sure the action plan's updated you guys we just want to make sure when you're talking to others inside your organization you're spelling out here's the benefits of doing this folks this is what we're you know this is why we're doing this and so I just see it as maybe a a better way of converting these things because some of these will just go. They'll go the action plan they may get, and they're like, "There's you mean for a medium, it's going to take six months." Well, we need to be off in two months. Well, then you know it it get well. Typical ones go. You're going to need to think about this. This is a just this is, and then we can move from there. And Jeff's in a better position. So yeah,
1: I I, I love that your. Thinking about how do you get the process going, put some structure going into it,
0: and it's just a draft. And, it's yeah. not. It's not. I mean, you, the co- the. It's not. It's not a here's a contract, or here's something you need to sign, or anything like that. It's just like here's based upon we can do this based upon. In fact, we've done this before. Right. That's a big deal, yeah. and so just giving them a framework, giving them a draft of 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 uh, a case and an action plan and something where they it i think it gives them control they're in better control of things and right and they they have a plan from here which is what people i think they want to when they decide, yes, I want to go do this, what do you want to hear first? You want to hear, well, that's great you want to do this. Let's talk about the steps of doing Let's talk about this is what's going to happen. Yeah. We're going to guide you through this. We're going to yeah. help you through this whole thing. Yeah. And I think overall that's what we want our the website to be about. We're guides through these different things, leading you down these different things that you're trying to get.
1: Good. Land Good. this puppy. All right.
0: We're all we good? done. I'm sorry that was that was really long, but it was good, good, uh, great yeah, conversation. Good, yeah, great conversation. Awesome. And uh, we're off. To, are we late for a yeah, meeting? Yeah, we're again? ten minutes late. Oh, we're <laughs> ten minutes late. Sorry about that, guys. Sorry, Jeff. Sorry, John. Okay. Thanks everybody for listening. Have a wonderful day. Thanks, Tom. All right. Bye bye.